0: Hello everyone, happy October, good afternoon, this is Jessica Najalik, the host and producer of the podcast, The Many Faces of the Abled, an extension of our blog, The Abler, at HTTPS forward slash Today's show is going to be on the topic of Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day, which happens on October 6th, 2020. Every October 6th, we celebrate that day and help us to bring awareness to the most common childhood disability known today. Um, For those that don't know or just tuned into the show, I myself have cerebral palsy. There are several different types. Mild, mixed. Hemiplegia, which is the type I have, which means it affects my left side of the body. and it goes um, from mild to severe, meaning that people with this disability need constant care 24-7. Maybe they need a speech device to help them speak and communicate. This, however, does not mean that a person with this disability or any other disability cannot live a fulfilled and productive life. Cerebral Palsy affects about 17 to 18 million children around the world. It usually occurs because of brain bleed or lack of oxygen that occurs to the brain either during birth or shortly thereafter. For me, it was after birth. I missed the grace period, but I only owe so much. I weighed one pound, six ounces, and after my first surgery related to CP, and the health conditions I had for that. I weighed one pound, nine ounces. Um, I had several different health complications, including dying on the table three times and being brought back. Growing up, I did use things like walkers, and um, I still use AFOs, which are like braces, to help me stabilize and stand um, correctly. When I do my own transfers, I cannot stand un- unassisted. Um, I did try crutches when I was younger, but it wasn't so successful. So we stuck to the walker. What happened, guys, was I wasn't supposed to be in a chair because I was up and walking around. At the time of one, two, three, back and forth with. Double cast in my legs due to hip surgery and whatnot. And then around the age of four, I had a growth spurt that completely threw me off my center of gravity. I never regained my center of gravity. And from four on up until today, I've been dependent on a wheelchair. Now, when I say that, I use it for mobility. Just like when the typical person uses her legs to get around, I use the chair to get around. Now, for those that don't know, a lot of people that have children, whether they were late undiagnosed or early diagnosed or what have you, still have a lot of miscommunication and a lot of questions, including one I recently just saw this morning that said, is CP curable? It is not. CP, or the short-term, shorthand version of cerebral palsy, what we like to call CP, um is not curable it is caused by brain damage and brain damage is irreversible um so it's a lifelong condition and there are services and resources of course as your child gets into what they need a different type of therapy um adaptive equipment things that will help them become independent as much as possible strengthen them to use their muscles if not in the exact same way that the typical person does at least use their muscles in a way that works for them and keeps their strength up. um about 80 percent of children with this disability later on grow into adults because every person with this disability will grow into adults does have issues with chronic pain. I am one of them. I also have heard stories where people with CP deal with depression anxiety. I am, however, very fortunate to say I don't deal with that on top of my CP. I do deal with the chronic pain. Um, but that is that. Um, I also heard that people find success in Botox injections that was presented to me when I was younger or like maybe not younger maybe towards the my senior year leaving um, high school that option because I was growing out of the medical services I needed With the children's hospital I used to go to, um, brought that up to me, and they or something happened. Somebody brought that up to me about Botox, and I looked up, looked it up. But for me, it wasn't personal. It was a personal choice. I didn't feel that it was the right choice for me. One, I'm definitely afraid of needles, and two, um, I just didn't think it was wise for me to do because with Botox, I did read at the time that you could lose muscle tone. I didn't want to risk that. So for me, Botox is not an option. Um, I have heard that people do Botox for their children and it is successful. That's great. There is also aqua therapy, um, extensive OT, PT, speech therapy if needed. There's all the different services guys. that unfortunately, as your child grows older, they will opt out of because the services are no longer provided typically by their school or by the state because they can only take you so far. So as we get into adult age into that point where if we can't live on our own, the services do get thin. It all really depends on the state you live in and what those requirements are for services. Unfortunately, from my research on covering this topic within the blog, um, and my personal experience as well, those services become very slim. And they have requirements on those services. So let's say, for instance, I've had experience working with the state. And they said that they would pay for my schooling if it fit with my job career. And anything else they would pay for. So that meant adapting my then van, which they did. And it was beautiful, however, it was extremely old. And it only let, it probably would have lasted a lot longer if we hadn't done the adaption. Because now we're without a van. And they also don't mention that once they place you in certain services as an adult, for instance, a job, um, employment area, they don't follow through after about a certain amount of time. Maybe a couple months you'll follow every two weeks, depending on what agency you work with. After that follow-up, a couple of times in the process in the beginning. They don't follow up after a year, four years. You don't hear from them. Instead, they close your case and say they did their work. Um, I think these services have good interests at heart, hard interests at heart. However, their model, I believe, is outdated. Because what I've seen and experienced with services now versus as when I was growing up in the special ed- education um, school system, they're not as hands-on and they're definitely not as, you can't roll with them. It's a very, it's a caps-stop mentality. So, it, it, they take you this far, if you get that far, they stop. And what people don't seem to understand is, as an adult, this this condition does not go away. And our brain stops de- developing at 25, that's correct. But our knees, in general, um, if you have... A disability. Our needs do not change. If anything, we need more accessibility to resources, whether that be housing, transportation, medical, um, assistant living, assistant with our everyday lives. Those services are based on a, a scale they will tell you, either they will tell you you're not disabled enough, or you have too much meaning in assets, or you're too physically independent by their standards. Okay. But that doesn't change the fact that I have a disability, and you need to recognize that to some extent. They don't, however. What ends up happening is you most likely will- will have to pay for things either out-of-pocket or figure out a way to do it yourself. And what irritates me a little bit, guys, to be quite honest with you, is that while these services exist and they're great, they have restraints, they have requirements. So if we're not, if we don't fit in one category, they automatically assume we won't fit in others. There will be categories of needs that we won't fit in, that's true, but you can't lump us in the same category and assume that everybody's acts on the same level as you do. Not every disability that everyone has reacts the same way that anybody, reacts the same way to everybody else. For instance, a person that may have CP may need to rely on crutches, or a person that has CP may not need any assistance, but occasionally when they get tired, they start to limp. Or say, for a visually impaired person, they may need um, special equipment to read off a computer screen or a book. Another person with an impairment just may need thicker glasses or maybe they don't need anything at all Maybe they prefer to listen to what the audio instead of look at what there's. What I'm trying to get at guys is we need to educate and we need to be not only that we need to be invited to educate. If we're not invited to the table, because not enough people understand that having a disability as a child versus having that disability as an adult is a totally different experience. Then, you know, you can't work under the same assumptions anymore because all the information you had then may still work to a point, but at some point that child's gonna grow up to be an adult and those needs of that child or children are going to change, and you're going to need to teach them how to navigate past college years, past living on their own, because as they get older, it's definitely going to be more challenging, because they'll be relying on whatever the state regulations are for themselves more than than they do now. I guess what I'm trying to say, guys, if you don't know anything about this condition, that so many of us live with, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask me questions. I am generally here to not only listen to you, but ask whatever information or question you have. Um, if you would like to send me, you know, have me send you some resources where your state is on how you can learn more about this disability or volunteer or donate something, please don't hesitate to reach out either way and let me know. Tomorrow is World Cerebral Palsy Day, and you may or may not know this, but GREEN stands for neurological and um issues and whatnot, and because CP effects occurs because of lack of brain damage, um, oh, excuse me, lack of oxygen, that's why GREEN is prevalent. So, tomorrow I will be putting up a special Instagram video on our Instagram Reels because I want to try out that new feature anyway on our Instagram page. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the Abler blog or on Twitter at J for the Abler blog one, the number four, and the number one um, in that handle. We're also on we have a Facebook group, a public Facebook group, called the official Facebook group of the April blog. Search us, send a request. Please answer the prompt questions in full before you do. That is my way of protecting everybody in that group because there is a very real likelihood that we may have people under the age of 18 within that group. So please answer the prompt questions within full. I will check out your profile, so if it is something, you know, spammy, I won't accept it. But please, you know, come on in, enjoy the conversation. Know that we do not talk about religious or uh, political topics straightforward. Those are the only two topics the AVER does not cover on any of its social media challenge channels, including this podcast. And if you guys want to do a show or co-host a show with me on this topic and on a further date, later date, reach out to me, let me know. Um, On our blog at https forward slash ctheable.blogspot.com there's a contact form. Just verify in the form what you would like to discuss. We also have paid services. We also have um, a list of new ideas we would like to implement in 2021. So if you guys have any ideas to Help us grow in that area, including the education of awareness for cerebral palsy. And you yourself are an expertise or have some personal experience with this topic. Reach out to me. I would love to work with you. We're also available for sponsorships and um, ambassador positions. Anything at all you guys feel will be a perfect fit for any of the platforms the Abler is on, we're open to. Just not political or straightforward religious topics. Those two topics are not allowed. Um, just know that all of our platforms that Gabler is on are public forums. So please, that's why I always say, bring your topic, suggestion, or ID to me first. And then we will go from there. And I will let you know either way if this topic is appropriate for our platform or not. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys wear green tomorrow. Um, Again, if you have any questions about what CP is and how you can get more involved and learn more, please reach out to me and I will send you the the desired information for your state. Our next show and topic will be on the topic of ALS. That'll be for November's topic and I will start research on that in a couple weeks. We will also have a brand new Instagram live where I highlight this show as well. On Friday, we will do our Facebook Lives for both the Abler's page and my poetry page tomorrow, where I will highlight this um, topic again on the Abler's page or on the Facebook pages, the Abler blog. You can check us out there. We're also on YouTube. So just search um, Jessica Angelic or in the many faces of the Able and look for our yellow and blue icon Give us a like and a subscribe, and you will follow back. Look for this episode to be scheduled to air on Anchor FM and all other major listening platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google Play, Saturday, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And I will see you guys in a couple weeks with a brand new video and episode. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, and don't forget to wear your green. Bye. Hi guys, I forgot one more thing. If you would like to learn more about World Cerebral Palsy Day, you can visit WorldCerebralPalsyDay.org on their website and find out how they got started and how you can participate uh, within your country, city, or state. This is not a sponsored episode as well, this is just my personal opinion and experience with cerebral palsy, so it is not a sponsored episode. Thank you, guys, and I will see you guys in a couple weeks with a brand new show. Bye-bye.